Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Thanks for listening to Creative Control. Uh, while I have you here, please consider supporting Youth Empowerment and Support Services, otherwise known as YES. Based in Edmonton, Alberta, YES provides immediate and low-barrier overnight and day shelter, temporary supportive housing, and individualized wraparound supports for young people aged 15 to 24. They work collaboratively within a network of care focused on the prevention of youth homelessness by providing youth with the necessary supports to stabilize their housing, improve their well-being, build life skills, connect with community, and avoid re-entry into homelessness. Learn more about how to donate or otherwise support YES by visiting YESS.org. Art and sometimes rock and roll Let's do a public opinion poll Raise your hand if you love creative control Cause when Vish is unleashed Well, you... Oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. I was just working on a tribute song to my favorite podcast, Creative Control with Vish Khanna. My name is Matthias, and I play in a band called The Burning Hell, but more importantly, I support Creative Control on Patreon, and I think you should too. Quality long-form arts journalism is like a magical talking unicorn. It definitely exists, but it can be really hard to find. Fortunately for us, Vish makes it easy with hundreds of funny, thought-provoking, well-researched and engaging interviews with artists from all over the world. Your flexible monthly donation on Patreon will get you plenty of special exclusive treats and help Vish keep his podcast well-fed and cared for properly the way a magical unicorn deserves. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash Control today. Dave Hill is a wise and astute comedian, writer, podcaster, actor, and musician who calls New York City home. Originally from Cleveland, Ohio, Hill could well lay claim to the crown for king of all media. His wonderful stand-up has brought him to cities around the world, 
He has appeared on Comedy Central and Adult Swim shows and hosted other shows for HBO and Cinemax. He once helmed the goddamn Dave Hill Show on WFMU. He's contributed to This American Life. He's written for the New York Times, the Paris Review, McSweeney's, the Cleveland Plain Dealer, and Guitar World, among other publications. He plays guitar in three bands, and he has written four books to date. On October 17th, 2023, Doubleday Canada published his latest book, The Awesome Game, One Man's Incredible Globe-Crushing Hockey Odyssey, which the Creative Control podcast has described as, quote, an endearingly insightful, heartwarming, and hilarious book about one man's quest to convince people to love hockey as much as he does, with somewhat mixed results, end quote. Dave and I connected to have a good talk about this book, the state of hockey, and reasons why sports like basketball might be more popular than hockey, performing national anthems on electric guitars, a funny story about seeing Fugazi in Cleveland once, knowing Dick Cavett, the artful awfulness of sports interviews, whether Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, and LeBron James are funny people, future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners just like you who follow and subscribe to this donor-driven podcast and spread the word about it and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash creativecontrol, which is the primary source of revenue for this podcast. And uh, as I'm speaking to you, just about to launch a bit of a membership drive and campaign with prize packs, try to get the show to a certain threshold in terms of monthly donors. I'll tell you more about it uh, soon, but if you don't catch that, I'll tell you right now. Trying to get the monthly total up to like three thousand American dollars, you know, and uh, could use your support. So if you've always if you listen to the show a lot and you want to help me uh, and keep the show going as it as it exists now and, and into the future, please, if you can, visit Patreon.com/slash/CreativeControl and support my efforts today. Thank you so much. With additional support from Blackbird Music, a wonderful record store with locations in Edmonton and Calgary, Alberta, and very friendly people who work there who will help you if you go in there. But they also have a website, blackbird.ca, where you can order records and uh, pick them up at the store, but they'll also ship them right to your house. So say you want to order some music by uh, Dave Hill uh, and one of his bands like uh, Painted Doll or or uh, Witch Taint or Valley Lodge, you know, one of those bands. Well, you just type in that stuff in their search engine thing there, and if they've got the titles, they'll send them right to your house if they can do that. So again, for more info, please visit blackbird.ca. Plus, in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario. This is episode 825 of Creative Control, featuring the lovely and talented Dave Hill with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Hi, Dave. How's it going? Great. How are you doing? I'm well. It's nice to uh, encounter you. I've been a fan for a long time. Uh, Thank you. It's it's very nice. Where in the world are you today? Today, I'm in Fairport Harbor, Ohio, a small Finnish fishing village right along the shores of Lake Erie. But I, I live in New York, but um, my girlfriend's from this town, so we're 
We're just hanging out here during the Thanksgiving week. Oh, right. It's Thanksgiving. Happy happy Thanksgiving, if I may say. Uh, thanks for Thank making you. time for me on the holiday. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're from uh, Ohio originally, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, how far yeah. away are you from Cleveland uh, as, as we're speaking? Not too far. Like, it's yeah. just down the road, about half hour. Oh, okay. 40, 40 minutes. Nice. Do you, do you enjoy being back in Ohio? I do. I like it, you know. I, I'm a big fan. It's it's a little gray, a little too much for my taste, but other than that, I, I like it. <laughs> uh, I think I think if it were sunnier, I would probably just live here, but I, the gray, I think, would consume me if I were here full I've time. Never th- I've never thought of Ohio as being particularly overcast. I, I guess, to be honest, I've just never thought that hard about it at all. You're saying it's no, like it's, Eng- it's like England. It's like Engl- England without all the stuff, I would say. <laughs> That's how I describe well, it. I see. Well, it's nice to uh, meet you there, and I'm glad you're are you having fun. Is the family stuff fun? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go um, tonight. I'm excited. I'm going to go play the national anthem, the Canadian and the American anthem, before uh, the Cleveland Monsters versus T- Toronto Marlies hockey game here in Cleveland tonight. So very excited, nervous. Hopefully I won't screw either one of them up too much are you telling me that it's fortuitous that you and i are having an american can american union and then the game tonight kind of the same thing exactly it's it's life imitating art or or life imitating life (laughs) yeah i uh want to tell you i i have a copy uh, just so people know like we're on a talk show i'm holding up a copy of dave's new book uh the awesome game one man's incredible Globe-crushing hockey odyssey. I enjoyed this immensely, Dave. Congratulations on this. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for reading it. Oh, it's my pleasure. So what exactly compelled... I know... I'm going to ask you some questions that I already know the answers to because I read the book. But for those who haven't... (laughs) Forgive me. But for those who haven't read the book, tell us why... why, What compelled you to write this book? A few reasons I wanted to write this book. I'm a huge hockey fan, and I thought it would be a nice opportunity to just take a deep dive into a subject that I'm very passionate about and and also on a selfish level to uh, use my publisher's money to go see games around the world and connect with hockey fans and even play hockey a little bit around the world while I was at it and also I think you know growing up in America specifically Cleveland where you know hockey's growing but you know, being from Cleveland, we only had an NHL team for two years, and it was sort of frustrating growing up in, you know, where like Browns and Cavs and Indians, now Guardians, were, you know, social currency. But hockey was, you know, to speak of hockey would, was alienating talk. It was, uh, it was like two other kids in my school were into it, you know. And so it was lonely being a kid growing up as a hockey fan here in Cleveland. And so, so it was a bit of that and like my frustration with hockey not being more popular in America. And also, you know, I, I've been lucky enough to do so many of the things that I love as, you know, part of my, as how I make a living, you know, comedy and music and writing and a bit of acting and basically all the stuff I'm into has kind of like weaved into my career, except for hockey, which... I think history will show you. I have no professional hockey experience. I don't have history. I mean, just, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I just really wanted to explore this world a little more and get 
you know, maybe some access. I didn't get as deep of access. You know, I'd really hope to be just, you know, palling around in NHL locker rooms and things like that. But understandably, I didn't get quite that access. But, I, you know, I got to speak to some of my heroes from growing up, Brian Trache, Len Frigg, you know, the very first NHL player I was, you know, even conscious of as a little kid. And Slava Fetisov from the, uh, you know, the Soviet team, the Miracle on Ice, and, you know, many other years, but that's sort of like, and then he played in the NHL. So, and in all those interviews, if you were to hear the recordings, they sound like Chris Farley interviewing Paul McCartney. They're just, that was awesome. Just so nervous. Yeah, that was just, really yeah, 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 the whole yeah. thing. Even just to edit, attack, include the stuff in the book, I had to really be creative because I just sound like such an idiot. <laughs> the whole time to my ears. Well, to be fair, to, to, to be fair to you and and to the people who haven't yet read it, you acknowledge your fandom and mm-hmm. how overwhelmed you are in each moment, and it comes across really uh, endearing and funny. Oh, thank you, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I, you said a lot of things there that I want to get into. Uh, uh, Brian Trache. I mean that. I, I grew up. I was born in '77, uh, Dave. And so I grew up in the eighties and I had sticker OPG sticker books and I knew, yeah. I knew every player. I knew every player's name. And then at some point it just went away. I, all the player names that are, I've retained are from that era. So I relate to your, your love of hockey. I will say for me, it's diminished greatly. Uh, I'll just be personal mm-hmm. and, 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 and tell you that I don't mean to offend you and your interests. I hope this doesn't come across offensive to you. No, not at all. In fact, you know, it's an interesting thing. I was just saying to a, a Canadian friend last night, or I was emailing to him, that most Canadians that I'm friends with or connect with or spend any amount of time with are not really actively into hockey. And I, I think it's partially... Because I, you know, I tend to speak to other fellow creative types, people in the arts, in the broad definition. And so I realized for a Canadian, hockey is like, you know, it's your football. So I don't know if this makes sense. And I'm not saying this is why you're not into it anymore or don't follow it maybe that closely. That's a better way of putting it because I started playing again in my mid-20s and it was magical because... Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard tell of like a creative arts league. Uh, it was called oh, the nice. Good yeah. Time Hockey League of the Arts in Toronto when I lived in Ontario, and they it came up and and I said, okay, yeah, I'll go to your Easter tournament or whatever it was. And I look around and it's like Alex Lifeson's playing from Rush. Chris Murphy, Amazing. my friend Chris Murphy from Sloan is playing. All the, yeah, I'm friends with Chris too. Chris is a yeah. great guy. I've known him a long time. He's one of the first. Yeah. Uh, uh, sort of, uh, whatever, uh, people I looked up to that gave me the time of day when I was a teenager. And, uh, I annoyed, mm-hmm. I annoyed the hell out of them for a good chunk of time, but now we're friends and you might enjoy, uh, I assume you're a big fan of the band Sloan. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Cause that's the band Chris is in for those keeping score at home. And, uh, yeah. all of Sloan were on my show last year to talk about their album, uh, Steady. Uh, which is oh, a amazing. big hit in my house. Anyway, I think we're going to discover. Great album. I think, yeah, it's a fantastic album. I really loved it. My kids loved it. The whole family loved it. It, it was, uh, it was a hit in the house. It's rare for an album to retain interest in my household because I go through so many of them quickly. Yeah. But when, when they like something, they really like it. Anyway, 
what was my point here? Yeah, I it rekindled my interest in playing hockey. I still will play reasonably. Like if people aren't boneheads about it, I will play hockey with people. I love it. I love the sport, but the culture, mm-hmm. the what you're talking about, I think in terms of people's engagement, uh, at least people in our let's say our milieu. There's something about the yeah. culture that is really off-putting. I don't know if you know this because I, I, I know in your book you really lament that Americans are not as interested in hockey as as much as you wish they were. Enrollment in minor hockey in Canada has been down for years now. It's really... Really? It's Yeah, it's too expensive. There are yeah. every, I don't know, 8 to 12 months, there's a horrible scandal about all sorts of bullshit with coaches and players and it's just yeah black eye after black eye so it's it's that it's it's a whole lot of stuff that i think is feeding into it sorry i went on a little run there i just wanted to relate the canadians too have a complicated relationship with hockey as you and i are speaking right now at the same time for many canadians huge part of our identity so it's it's confusing yeah yeah for sure i totally understand that yeah, it's, I mean, that's, but, but the things you're talking about, you know, I think, I, I mean, I think I have a genuine lack of interest in football, but I think pushing but it over the But is that the sport or the lungheadedness? Do you have a, a read on that? Uh, I think I'm not interested in the sport itself. Oh, okay. I think I feigned interest. I'm same with basketball, like kind of feigned interest. And then I started playing guitar when I was 13 and I realized like, oh, I don't ever have to pretend to like anything ever again. I just can be what I'm in, into what I'm into hmm. and that's fine. And I don't have to like pretend to know, you know, care how the Browns did, you know, just so I could chat on the playground, you know. But but I think for Canadians, hockey is sort of, it's the same. Yeah, it's this, you know, it's the main sport and there is... I think with any sport, there's going to be some lunkheadedness, and you know, in the book, I don't really address the scandals and things like that. Not because I don't think they merit that, but but because my book is pretty light. I thought, you know, there's a few thing roads I went down where I was like, oh, that's sort of a real sharp turn mm-hmm. when I'm just trying to kind of celebrate the positive aspects of, you know, it would be like. Uh, Oh gosh, I'm really digging myself a hole right now. But <laughs> um but sort of like if I were going to write a book about uh you know preparing steaks and then included a big section on heart disease. Um <laughs> No, no, 100%. You've kept it know. light, you've kept it positive. It comes from a place of passion. You yeah. you you're not going to get into the dark side when you're writing a a funny book. So I appreciate all of this. I'm just I don't mean to be a downer either. I'm just no, trying not to give I'm trying to give you some perspective as to why people in the arts, which I think is what you were getting at, most of the Canadians you know would be in comedy or music, probably, right? Yeah, almost exclusively comedy, right. music, literature. Yeah, I right. don't. I really only know. Yeah, they're all. Ever they're all. I was going to say my friend Niels is a lumberjack, but he's also a poet and a musician and really a great artist, primarily to my mind. So yeah, yeah. Niels, if you thought I was not including you, you're leading the charge. <laughs> so, from your there's a few things I want to ask you about in terms of your the connections between comedy, music, and hockey. As you were speaking about playing guitar 
as a kid, I think you said. I flashed mm-hmm. back, and I played minor hockey for two, three years, I think. And my parents took me out uh, of it because, A, they th- worried about my safety. And I'm talking like, uh, what was I in, grade four to six or something like that. I played organized mm-hmm. hockey. And a couple of things I think were at play. They'd have to get up at like 5.30 in the morning for the games to get me there. Oh, uh, And it was brutal. Yeah. The rental, rink rentals are brutal. Like they start so early. Second thing was uh, they were worried about my safety. And one of the third things was uh, I we were so late that I never ate breakfast before the games. And this drove my mother nuts. Oh, and yeah. One time she had to take me and my dad couldn't take me, I guess. And and she took me, and as I was getting ready, she said, Peter, what did you have for breakfast today? She was just quizzing the other players to shame me because I didn't eat breakfast. And it was a bit oh, embarrassing. Wow. Yeah, it was weird. But anyway, wow. one time, uh, one game, my grandfather uh, and grandmother, my, my dad's parents were visiting from India, and he got to come to a game. And I happened to score two goals. And on the second goal, mm. I skated up center ice because I was so proud of myself, and I air guitared on the hockey stick. Oh my gosh, that's I, amazing! That's brazen. I was brazen for I my love it. Brazen for my age. Do you think, given your interest in music and hockey, the fact that hockey is a sport where you have a guitar-shaped implement? You that, do, yeah. Did that inform your love of hockey and your disdain for other non-stick-oriented sports? I hadn't thought about that, but maybe, maybe that's possible. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah, because you gotta, you, you can air guitar on a hockey stick. I, I've seen it done by others. I think. Yeah, you can. It's doable for sure. <laughs> that's so weird. I never thought about that, but that's quite possible. Yeah. Have you ever air guitared with a hockey stick? Uh, now I don't know if I have because, as a guitar player, and this is elitist of me, I guess. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really engage in anything that's not act. You know, I'm very anti air guitar. I'm very pro air guitar as like a fun thing to do if people want to do it. But like, you know, Guitar Hero. What's that? Guitar Hero is that the video game from a few years ago? Gu- I think so. Yeah, that's one of them. I, I mean, <laughs> um, I think like the things, like there's a big air guitar competition. That in New York, and I think it's international. It is international, huh. and I know some of the guys who are really into it. And I'm, you know, I'm, I think it's cool that they're into it. But I went to one of these things, and I went with my buddy Dan Dratch. And we both play guitar, and his sister was a judge at this event, so we went. You know, she was a judge, and we're like, "Oh, let's go have some beers or whatever." And then we were standing in the back of this big venue where there's all these people and we're like, you know what sucks about this? If this were a guitar competition, like actual guitar playing, there wouldn't be as many people here. Mm. And I think I was the one who said it actually. And Dan was like, you're right. That sucks. Let's get out of here. <laughs> so I don't know. And I'm giving you a very long answer to your, I'm not, not shooting down air guitar, but I guess I just, it's a sore spot. With when people spend all this time, I'm like, just learn how to play the guitar. Here's the thing with hockey as well, though. This is the downside to what I was saying earlier. Popularity-wise, I think uh, in America, basketball, football, 
Uh, my theory, I'm already shooting holes in my theory. I was going to say basketball would be popular because anyone can do it. You just need a ball yeah. and a net. You don't need a gear. One of the reasons uh, minor hockey uh, enrollment is down in Canada is because it's so expensive. So expensive. Yeah, like it's, it's, it is very, it's very expensive. expensive. Unfortunately. So accessibility-wise, I think people enjoy sports like soccer and basketball because you just need a ball. Um, mm-hmm. So in the guitar, air guitar realm, Maybe people are more interested because anyone in theory could play air guitar well. I'm putting that in air quotes. However, maybe the general population would be able to relate less to a professional guitar exhibition by hotshot guitar. This is true. Yeah. Well, this is accurate. Yeah. I guess it's just, um, maybe it's jealousy knowing that, uh, <laughs> That it wouldn't be, but though that having been, I don't know, contradicting myself here. So now that I think about it, I have been the judge a couple of times at a, oh, okay, at Shred for Your Life. I was asked to judge the air guitar competition, but I said I was busy just out, out of principle. Well, and I've not, because I didn't want to insult them and say, like, no, I think it's bullshit. But, uh, (laughs) no, I think I was busy, but I did, uh, I did judge a guitar battle a couple times and it was pretty well attended okay okay so i don't know so yeah i do like i do i'm i don't know if i've ever air guitar because you know being like a irish catholic raised person you're just taught uh this human self-loathing really and mm-hmm. so it'd be hard for me to really celebrate too much after scoring a goal i'd be like oh that's pretty good well, I didn't do it. I, it was rare for me to get a two-goal two goal game. That's the only one I can remember. So I think I, I, wasn't a, I wasn't a goal scorer per se. I could, uh, You know what I got in my first year of uh, minor hockey? At the end, they give awards, right? Mm-hmm. We had uh, most improved player, and I won that, which I oh. took as a bittersweet accolade. Because I Yeah, think- it could, could mean a lot of things. <laughs> well, to, if it, I don't know if this makes you feel any better, but... I played uh, on the baseball team one year in grade school. I can't even remember what year, like seventh grade, maybe. I don't know. And uh, I won best hockey player. Best hockey player, period? That's the award? On on the baseball team. Oh, I'm sorry. They gave out awards. They gave out awards. (laughs) No, they gave out awards to the players. and I'm sorry. That flew right past me. I was like, I'm concentrating. I'm listening to Dave. And he just, wow, I didn't, that's insulting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your yeah. accolade. That's, that's a I hard mean, one. I mean, probably, I probably deserved it. I think I was good in tryouts. And then I quickly, once I felt, this happens to me a lot. Not anymore because I don't play competitive sports. But with sports, I would try really hard in the tryouts. Mm-hmm. And then once I made the team, I'd be like, ah, I'm on the team. <laughs> and then I, w- I would really go downhill fast. Huh. Yeah, it's very sad. Is there a corollary uh, in there uh, somewhere in terms of your uh, career as a comedian and a musician? Do you, do you try really hard to get something and then as you when you get it, you're just kind of like, whatever? Maybe. I mean, no, I don't know. I think... Mm, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely like psychological problems with everything I do. <laughs> I'm trying to work through them. I will say the book, you know? The Awesome Game, doesn't peter out. I don't feel like, well, that's oh, good. I don't feel like, oh, halfway through, he's just cashing in and phoning it in, you know? 
No, I do try to make, you know, I do I try to do a good job just on a basic uh when I do something I I try to do a good job. Yeah. And you know, if I'm performing live, I I try to do a good job cuz I think if anyone's left their house to come see you even if it's like a free show at a bar, you should give them a show, you know? <laughs> Uh, I don't like when people phone it in. Yeah, you don't want people phoning it in. One thing I will say about you is you seem very dedicated and organized in uh, in terms of maximizing your time. There are numerous instances in this book where you your publishers and their good money get you to some foreign place to cover hockey, and you mention, ah, I'm going to sneak in a set of comedy uh, at the at the club. And then even today, celebrating Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, should be resting. What are you doing tonight? Taking a chance and performing. Dave, you got some yeah. compulsions. That's what I'm saying. I, I know. Well, I think part of it is, yeah, I kind of always feel, I don't know. I think it's probably my mother guilting me into thinking I'm, <laughs> she would always like, you know, you'd we'd I'd be like trying to sleep in on a Saturday and she'd be like, get out of bed. You can't just lay in bed all day. Yeah. So I think I'm always... uh yeah, kind of justifying whatever I'm doing by like, oh, I'll go. I mean, tonight I'm doing the national anthem at the Cleveland Monsters versus Toronto Marlies AHL game. And I that, I don't know why, you know, I'm kind of nervous about it, to be honest. It started as just like, I don't want to say it was a joke, but I just thought it was fun, yeah. fun, fun idea of something to do. And, you know, a different experience in life. Uh, so, and then now that I've, I just I just came back from the sound check, as you know, and it went well. But I was like, "Oh man, how do I get myself into these messes?" Like I would, there's like twelve thousand people going to the game tonight, and if I play a, no, a wrong note, they might let it slide, but they might not. I don't know. We'll see. So are you? So you're a guitarist. We know for those of us who follow your work or have seen your specials or anything like that, we know you're a hot shot, top notch, top shelf guitar player uh when you perform tonight Thank you. oh you're welcome mm-hmm. when you perform tonight will you be vocalizing the anthem or will you simply be sort of in the spirit of Jimi hendrix playing the american and canadian national anthems just uh the latter which my sister was very disappointed she's like can't you sing it too and i'm like no that's too much and plus i just i really want to play i just want to play the guitar i don't know I mean, I, I suppose I could sing it as well, but to do both at the same time, I don't know. I think it'd be more fun to just play it. And uh, yeah, Jimi Hendrix, not quite Jimi Hendrix style. I'm trying to, I don't know. I was, I did it today at actually for the Toronto Marley staff were with me at Soundcheck and I played the Canadian anthem for them. And I said, let me know if this is wrong. Hmm. And they, they said, no, it's like the Top Gun version. So I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool. Top Gun, like a Danger Zone type version? Is that yeah, what like the Top Gun theme, you know, the way Steve Stevens did it in Top yeah. Gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, I was right. like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'll go with that. I'll take that. Hey, I don't mean to tell you your business because you're a seasoned performer, but to me, you've got an amazing opportunity at crowd participation here. If there's any kind of microphone, you could be like, hey, sing along if you know the words. You get oh, I'm whole, gonna. You're gonna do that. Yeah, there's okay, gonna so. be some some. There's gonna be some gesturing and stuff. I'm hoping that the crowd helps me out because then if I screw up, they'll just keep going. I I don't want to name. 
Well, I, I don't think this is bad to say, but a friend of mine sent me Robbie Krieger. Yes, from the, from the Doors. Doors, yeah. of course. He sent me him doing the anthem at a hockey game. I don't know what team it was, but... Uh, I thought it was a Lakers game. Was it actually a hockey game? Oh, okay. He was wearing a hockey jersey. Okay, probably was then. Sorry. I. Oh, I'm thinking of Flea playing oh, I a think Flea bass, did it. Yeah. Yeah, bass at a basketball game. I apologize. Sorry about that. I felt comforted because Robbie was pretty loose with it. Um, so I was... I don't know if you've heard, but yeah, he's pretty... Played pretty... Painted outside the lines quite a bit, and so uh, I thought, well, okay, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. <laughs> uh, now, R- Robbie will uh, has famously played Gibson SGs primarily. Will you be sporting a Gibson SG? Oh, I love Gibson SGs. Probably my favorite guitar, and I have several. But tonight, I will be playing a Dunnable Asteroid. Oh, Green Crackle, DE model, actually. You brought this with you. You brought this with you, did you? I did. Yeah, you know, I it just showed up one day, and uh, I was getting in the car, and I threw it in the car, and because uh, I was, uh, you know, we were driving back, and a lot of times, thank God I brought it actually, because a lot of times when we're just going on vacation, I I try to bring a guitar, but I don't always because there's not always room, and so I happened to bring this along. Because it was it was a very it's a very car friendly guitar, and then I got the they said the monsters like we need someone this Friday, so I was like oh this is all working out, yeah. so I'm really excited it's it's a really uh it's a really cool guitar and uh it, it'll look I I bought a purple cord to go with it today and um you you bought you bought a purple patch cord is that what you mean yeah oh wow. Nice. Because I needed a backup because, I'm, you know, I'm just like, what if something goes wrong? And so I bought a purple patch cord. And, um, and uh, yeah, so it's going to look it's gonna look pretty cool. But that having been said, yes, very big fan of the SG. Um, yes, yeah, it's a great guitar. I, I'm a huge, I love them. And, and, and actually just watching Robbie Krieger, one of the most famous great SG players, mm-hmm. uh, I was very jealous of his SG. Oh, absolutely! Uh-huh. You got you got Robbie Krieger, you got Angus Young, you got Ian Mackay. Uh, oh yeah, people from Slater Kinney, I think. Also Slater Kinney, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian Mackay, like he, I always, uh, yeah, I always thought that was cool. He played. He had a white one and he had a like a brown one. And yeah, I got yes. to see. Did you ever see? Did you ever get to see Fugazi? Yeah, many times. Oh, nice, great. Yeah, I saw I saw them seven times. That's. Nice. That's about, I would say, ballpark. Yeah. What I saw, maybe yeah. six. Nice. Well, it's, it's but, not a competition. Um, it's not a competition. I just. No, I it's I- not. I I just wanted to recognize <laughs> that you may have be- beaten me. Because <laughs> I think <laughs> consciously, I can only think of six times that I saw them. Yeah. But uh, one time, I I went to see them. They played in Cleveland, and I was home. I just turned twenty-one. It was a summer like me and my friends. We were all turning 21 and could drink beer legally. And my friend got kicked out of the concert. He was drinking a beer, but they just he just had an empty in front of him. And they kicked him out for having an empty. And I was like, you can't kick someone out for having an empty beer in front of him. So I went out to try to avenge his eviction. And then in doing so, I got kicked out. Oh, and then no. he ended up getting let back in. 
is the rest of the story straight out of Happy Days. Uh, so <laughs> I'm out in the parking lot, been ejected from the venue for trying to defend my friend. And I see Guy from Fugazi walking around and I'm like, Guy, I got kicked out of the show for drinking beer and I'm 21. My like, uh, uh. and, uh, and he's like, I, I don't know. Here, let me, and he brings me backstage and Ian McKay is sleeping like backstage on the floor and he wakes Ian up who's understandably irritated to be, you know, be like this idiot kid came up to me in the parking lot and got kicked out and Ian went, so he tries to find the manager, he comes back and he's like, oh, the managers went home for dinner, so um, I don't know. Wait a minute, just... sorry, you got kicked out during the show? When did you get kicked out? Before the show. Oh, before the show, you got you got, you got ejected from an event before it even started uh, because you were day drinking or something? No, I, my, my, we, I was drinking, we were all drinking. Okay. And my friend Mike was still 20, and so the venue saw him with a beer oh, in I front see. of him. Oh, I see, okay. I see. But he wasn't technically drinking it. Right. And so okay. we tried I, to argue that it was just sitting there in front of him. Right. And anyway, so Ian, so he's like, oh, just stay backstage and you can watch the show from the side of the stage. So I got to watch Fugazi from the side of the stage and everyone saw me on the side of the stage and thought, oh my God. <laughs> Dave's friends with Fugazi. He's the coolest kid in town. So, um, yeah, so that was a big. They're very big lovely, uh, lovely people. I got to watch them side stage in Detroit in 1998, and that meant a lot. And I took some photos uh, on a crappy uh, point and shoot camera, and I'm still friendly with all those fellas. They're really, really lovely. Oh, nice. Guys. I know and, Brendan. Oh, Brendan's the best. Yeah. Brendan yeah. and. He's. Brendan and Guy, I think I'm maybe the close. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to disparage Joe or Ian. I've talked to Ian a lot, uh, but Brendan and Guy and I will exchange texts about comedy or basketball or stuff like that. So it's kind oh of fun. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, yeah. if then you're definitely, I mean, oh, you're much cooler than I am. No, no, so no, please no. Tell that's them. Not, that's not. Please tell Brendan I said hello. He's very lovely. And uh, it's just been a nice uh, thing to uh, develop a relationship or a rapport with people you've admired since you were little, like a teenager. Oh, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorite things of uh, of my career is that I'm like, oh, I can't believe that people I admired, you know, growing up or as a teenager or even in my 20s, that they acknowledge that I exist on this planet. Yeah. Are there particular people? Like I cited... Fugazi are definitely up there for me. And uh, I mean, I think you have to pick your heroes well to have that rapport. If that makes sense, like it's it's, yeah. it's partially, you can be like, I love Axl Rose. And then as the as you get older, you're like, oh, this guy doesn't seem very good. Maybe I'm, I'm just picking a random person. My opinion. No, I don't think there's been any, yeah. uh, anyone that I was like, oh, bad news. Um, No, I don't know. But I've just been very lucky. I don't know. Probably the big one is Dick Cavett. Oh, maybe nice. isn't that that uh as well known in Canada but you know what do you mean absolutely. everyone knows Dick Cavett he starred on an episode of Cheers for crying out loud this is true yeah this is true yeah. but he's you know just the fact that I can uh, call him a friend is always that's always amazing I, yeah. I feel like his show was like when you see who was on his show it's the most remarkable show 
the guests he had on that show. Like, it's bonkers who was on that show. Oh, 1,000%. I mean, there has never been anything like it before or since, you know? Yeah. And it's very sad that nothing comes close. Yeah. And that we accept so much less. How did you become friendly with Dick Cavett, if I may ask? Uh, Really, the only time I've ever... Well, sort of two instances of pursuing people. which The only two people I think I've ever pursued in my life was when I moved back to New York, Joe Franklin, who was, you know, regional talk show host and Billy Crystal would do on Saturday Night Live. When I moved back to New York like 20 years ago, I was like, well, I have to become friends with Joe Franklin. (laughs) So I just looked him up, looked up his number and called him. And then he had mentioned, you know, that he had Dick Cavett on his radio show. And I was like, could you connect me with him? Because I was doing like sort of a, comedy talk show at the time so like joe had done it and then i wanted to get dick to do it and then so uh so yeah i was lucky enough to you know joe has been gone about nine years now i think mm. but yeah dick cabin good buddy that's he just turned 80 87 that's really lovely he's uh in a way he was before my time but i because of the internet i have like dick cabbage show dvds for crying out loud now that i think about it so I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm definitely a fan. They're amazing. Yeah. Those DVDs are so great, and other clips on YouTube and yeah. the DVDs, especially. You know, I I remember lamenting that there wasn't, and it still isn't, uh, anything close in terms of just sort of the late night panel talk show, yeah, like his. And then uh, then one day I thought, oh, I can just watch his show instead. Yeah, I'll just do that, and so yeah. I did. Yeah, and it all worked out great. Well, I want to uh, get back to this intersection of comedy, music, and sports, uh, in particular yes. for you, hockey. Now, given your interests and your engagement with such realms, do you find hockey to be particularly musical or funny? Because I think if I look at sports a certain way, it seems to me anyway that some of the wittiest and, and most clever stuff uh, comes in the... Keep in mind here, Dave, I have an NBA bias. I love the NBA. I love basketball. But I yeah. feel like some of those players are on the forefront of doing clever, witty, smart things on our social media platforms and all that sort of stuff. I also think tellingly, in terms of music, like beyond the Chicago Bears, who had one hit song that I can think of, it, yeah. tends, it tends to be the NBA players who make albums or often in the realm of hip-hop or can sing they seem very multifaceted. I can't think of as many examples in hockey. So back to my, I'm sorry, I've asked the leading question here. Uh, but do you think that hockey is particularly musical or funny given your other interests? Uh, well, very quickly, I do agree with you. Basketball players, I think it's something about the NBA, like uh, that it's maybe accepted more or encouraged that individuality is i feel like hockey i mean my girlfriend and i make fun of hockey interviews like when they do the in between period interviews they're the worst interviews of all time they're horrible like, like all the players are like worse than other sports even yeah they're the worst because yeah. they just like yeah they just look down they're like yeah we're just trying to i don't know oh we're just trying to get shots on goal put pucks in the net and uh yeah and uh i don't know you know, but, and, but uh, isn't but isn't every 
sort of in-game or just after a game, post-game uh, conversation with an athlete utterly pointless? Like, I always think, I, you know, when you daydream about, like, if you were good at something, and they, uh, yeah. if, I, if I was ever asked those questions, I'd be like, well, I, if you're asking me what happened, I mean, it seems to me the other team uh, put more balls in the net than we did. <laughs> we put less in, and then, uh, then the clock was running, and it stopped running, and now it's over, so... That's yeah. what happens every time. What the hell do you want me to say? Like, you know, unless there's really sp- like, hey, you fell or something unique happens. But like, I feel yeah. badly for every athlete. What do you want me to say? Like, we won, we lost. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There, but I feel like hockey is just exceptionally, the interviews are so bad. It's just, I mean, it's kind of an art. They're kind of artfully bad. Um, <laughs> and, but to answer your question about music, I, I do find hockey to be very musical. I mean, like literally, I, I'll put on, you know, a game and I'll just have it on in the background just to hear the sound of it. Just the, you know, the skates and the ice and the sticks hitting the ice and the puck, the boards and all that. Like, I love this. It's it is like sort of it's cacophonous in a way, but I get I think it's like a, a symphony. Yeah. And and this is going to sound ridiculous, but I have dreams where like or i guess sort of more in that stage of like uh what's it liminal sleep or whatever where you're yeah. just kind of in between and i'll i'll merge especially if music's on but i'll merge sort of music and hockey and have these dreams not often but it but it happens occasionally so is it funny i don't know maybe occasionally um, I do. I mean, I think the best sports movies are hockey movies. It's always the funniest. Uh, Slapshot? Slapshot. Uh, Mighty else? Ducks. Is Mighty Ducks good? I don't know if I ever saw Mighty Ducks. I mean, it's no Slapshot. You ever see the original Space Jam? There's an original Space Jam? <laughs> Would that be the Michael Jordan one? Sorry, there was a Space Jam with Michael Jordan. And then more recently, which I haven't watched, but I think my daughter, who's eight, did watch uh, the Le- LeBron James is oh. in, a, in an updated boot. Uh, what do they? What do they call it? Reboot. I said it's a bootleg. Don't tell anyone, Dave. Oh, they did a reboot. As, well, did. LeBron James is very funny. I like him a lot. I'm a big fan. I I would argue funnier than Michael Jordan, and I think he's better at basketball than Michael Jordan, and I like him better as a person. Than Michael Jordan, okay. Based on just and not which which is I shouldn't even be comparing them as human beings, but it just seems I don't know. I really like LeBron James, and let me be clear: I have zero interest in basketball. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not against it, but if they were like, "Hey, uh, the NBA is over, basketball is done, we're taking down all the nets," I would be like. Uh, that's not going to affect my life. Well, see, that would impact I, that would impact me greatly. And as a fan of comedy and uh, people with great comedic timing, I think Michael is funnier than LeBron James. But I'll give you the rest. Really? Absolutely. Have you seen uh, Michael Jordan? Have you ever seen Michael Jordan's uh, Saturday Night Live? I'm sure I did. I just can't remember it. The most but, famous you know. sketch is when he did this, the uh, Stuart Smalley sketch with uh, Al Franken. The Daily Affirmations, that's like a very famous Mm -hmm. one. I'm telling you, and I watched Space Jam, the original one, with my kids. I'm like, he's good. He was good. He was good in all the ads. He's a good actor. And, uh, you know, I think uh, history has shown he wasn't the best teammate in some ways because he was like a dad and was 
never satisfied. He was a perfectionist, like a bad dad, I mean. And uh, that's true. LeBron is unselfish sometimes to a fault. He will pass the ball and involve his teammates when he has a history of that, when he could have led. You know what, Dave? This is boring to you. You don't care about basketball. I'll stop talking I about do. it. I do. No, it's good to hear, yeah. you know. I think, yeah, I don't know. But I'm, I like LeBron James. I have a thing. I don't know if you can tell, uh, Dave. I'm wearing a New York Rangers sweater right now. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry I didn't mention that because I, I like it. Well, and do you know whose it is? Is it Mika Zibanejad? No, I don't even know what you said. Can you see the back? <laughs> I can't see it. Is it Gretzky? It, it looks like it might be Gretzky. It's Gretzky, yeah. So I actually, nice. I wasn't sure if we would have a visual uh, show and tell. I brought all my Gretzky sweaters because I have uh, Oilers, Kings, Blues, Rangers. Oh, yeah, Blues. That's serious. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, and... I, I have a couple of hockey sweaters here, and I apologize. I'm not wearing them. No, no. It's I, I was only going to bring it up because we were talking about the character of some of these players. And I grew up this massive Gretzky fan. I grew up in Cambridge, Ontario, not too far from Brantford. And mm-hmm. when we visited, I remember when I had read his uh, his uh, uh, the book he wrote with Rick Riley, the autobiography, the first one. Mm-hmm. And it mentioned that he went to a Woolco in Brantford, or his mom did, to get the sprinkler to make the backyard rink. I tell mm-hmm. you, Dave, I was the kind of kid who was like, that's the Wolko. Can we go there? And I went and made a pilgrimage to the Wolko. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, I would have absolutely done that. Yeah. Oh, it's 1, a Walmart 000. now. It's a Walmart now, but it was a no, one. Oh, my God. I would have insisted. And in fact, I know, I know just that whole thing of, that's why I'm so, just the stories of like, yeah, putting a sprinkler out. I would beg my dad to do stuff like that. And he'd be like, no, we can't. It'll freeze the pipes in the house. And I'm like, well, dad, how am I supposed to make the NHL if you're not willing to risk freezing the pipes? Well, but- I, I mean, I the mythology around the Gretzkys, which I know you allude to a few different and funny ways uh, in your book. I really appreciated those references. But uh I loved him. I loved him most of my life, and I followed his whole career. I encountered Walter Gretzky once on a flight. Uh, my, I, I'm in Edmonton now. Uh, my wife is from Edmonton originally, and we would fly back and forth sometimes from Ontario to Alberta. And on one of the flights back to Ontario, Walter Gretzky's on the flight. That's amazing. And he's so friendly. He's making the rounds, and the plane lands, and he's near me, and he's singing, K Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. And I go, oh, hey, uh, Doris Day. And his eyes lit up and he went, what's a young feller like you knowing a song like that for? I was like, uh, Mr. Gretzky, I like Alfred Hitchcock. Like, I don't even remember what I said. I was yeah. just so floored. Anyway, that's, do you ever meet the Gretzkys? You ever met a Gretzky? Uh, I, well, oh, you did. I, you I did. got Wayne Gretzky's autographed. Yeah. yeah. Like, but, but that was, it was like Beatlemania. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. Like he was, you know. As you as you can read about in my book, the awesome game, um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was like peak, you know, eighties Gretzky mania. He had the perm, and oh, he man. was he was like going to the players' entrance at the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh, and we were, you know, I remember, and he was just like signing everything but i remember him just kind of under his breath saying like, "Please don't stop me, please don't stop me." Not not no like you know, aggressive manner at all, but just sort of like, if you guys stop me, I'll be mauled. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To be the subtext. And, uh, yeah, but no, I was huge, huge 
huge Gretzky fan. I mean, I just the inklings of little things he's been up to lately make me disappointed him a little, little bit. The, but. So this is what I was getting at. Are you talking about kind of the conservative politics type stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's, I would sort of guess that his politics are pretty far from mine. Yeah. Can you? He's you know, a he's a, he's golfing he, in a Trump golf course. Yeah, and he <laughs> he rants. This is what I don't understand, Dave. Tell me if you follow this. All time career assist leader in the NHL against socialism. Yeah. How does that work? He's against social assistance. Assist leader. I don't understand. He's like a arch conservative. Like there shouldn't be welfare and and healthcare. Like I don't. I mean, I'm putting words in his mouth. I'm. I don't understand how he could be so generous on the ice and then a citizen who I think is a bit more selfish. Do you see where I'm coming from? I am 1,000%. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's disconcerting. And uh, and, don't even get me started on the fact that he had Kid Rock at his daughter's wedding. I mean, that's, I mean, just on a matter of taste. Well, and this brings us back to what I was getting at uh, a few moments ago. I'd, if if it's available, you're in America, so you can probably access things we can't because of uh, geo blocking and whatnot. You should compare the Michael Jordan episode of Saturday Night Live with the Wayne Gretzky episode of Saturday Night Live. Well, yeah, I'll, I I'm going to go back and do this research. I will <laughs> say though that when Gretzky hosted Saturday Night Live, I was so absolutely thrilled because I was just like, I can't believe. A hockey player is like front and center in American culture right now. Yeah. If only for a night. Uh, uh, absolute highlight is the uh, Elvis movie, the Blue Hawaii parody. I remember that, yeah. With Jan Hooks, as amazing as Ann Margaret, and Conan O'Brien's in the sketch as a drummer. Uh, he was a mm-hmm. writer at the time. Sorry, I don't mean to take it. And Phil Hartman's amazing in it. Sorry, I have, yeah. a, I have a... So all I was trying to get at, I'm sorry if I've taken us uh, uh, in any untoward directions, Dave, but uh, I think that I, I appreciate you because of your intermingling interests in music, comedy, and unlikely as it might be, also hockey, which I will maintain yeah. is not the funniest group of people, generally. Um, no, it isn't. And it's... I, I mean, there's music... You're right. There is a cacophonous rhythm to the sport. It's a ballet on ice, if you really think about it. Oh, 1,000%. But I don't feel like it's as, I don't know, there's not a lot of arts in it, arts and culture in it, the way there is in, I mean, as we're speaking, there's a big thing with your country is uh, this Travis uh, Kelsey uh, Taylor Swift situation, football and music. Oh, We've been talking about that a lot this week because there's the two Kelsey's. There's Travis. He's dating Taylor Swift. The other guy, and this is with such limited exposure, the other Kelsey is, that's my Kelsey, whatever his name is. Yeah, I like him better. The guy on the Eagles, Jason Kelsey, I think his name might be. He seems cooler yeah. to me. Yeah. Like, And this is only after watching... They played football against each other the other, the other night and I was, we were watching that and... But then somehow they showed what's the other guy's name? Jason Kelsey. I believe so. I'm I'm winging this right now. I the think Chiefs that's guy. They oh, showed him Travis. On that's, some, yeah, Travis. Yeah. Oh, and Jason's my guy. 
No, yeah, Jason plays for the Eagles. That's the guy I like. And Travis, if I have these names, anyone listening, I'm sorry if I have these names wrong. But I believe Travis Kelsey is dating, is on the Chiefs and is dating, which yeah. I can't believe that's still a name, by the way. Uh, <laughs> he's yeah, on the Chiefs and he's dating, he's dating Taylor Swift. And then, yeah, I think the other fella, his brother is Jason on the Eagles. Well, the the guy dating Taylor Swift, they played a clip of he was on some reality dating show. Oh. And, it, oh, it's cringe, cringeworthy. <laughs> I just like, oh, I don't like this guy at all. Yeah. I mean, it seems like he'd be nice, but. Ugh, yeah. yeah. Just uh, the douche factor was high. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm I'm really taking a lot of swipes at people on your show, and I apologize. No, I, I think I started taking it. swipes I- at Gretzky. I'm taking swipes at this Kelsey guy. I, no, you know, and I'll I'll change my tune immediately the second they invite me over. Yeah, exactly. I, I know you're opportunistic. Everyone knows that about Dave Hill. One thousand percent. This book is great. The awesome game, one man's incredible globe-crushing hockey odyssey. It's out here in Canada on Double Day. Uh, where can people learn more about your you and your book, Dave? The internet. No, uh, you can. Oh, you can go to my website, DaveHillOnline.com. All my social media is. Mr. Dave Hill at Mr. Dave Hill, and the book, yeah, it's uh, Doubleday Canada, and in the states, it's Triumph Books, and and I would say, if you're a hockey fan, you'll enjoy it. But a big thing about the book, as hinted at, I think, is I've I've tried to write it for people that don't like sports at all. Yeah, because in a way, I'm one of those people, and I've I've really tried to just make it. An, an enjoyable, hopefully enjoyable read for, uh, and the, the few, I try not to read reviews except for all of them. Um, and then, but the ones that I've read, uh, uh, people have said that, Oh, I've no interest in hockey or sports, but I really enjoyed this book. So, which is the highest compliment I could get. I think, it's, it's very, I, enter- it's very entertaining because your, uh, quest in turning uh, your friends and strangers onto hockey is endearing. And what's funny to me is that uh, in some cases it's not successful. You have friends yeah. who are going to games with you begrudgingly or dodging attendance if they can help. What, you want to go to two games in one day? I don't want to do that. And they don't say that <laughs> in the book, but you can kind of tell they don't want to do it. It's just very lovely uh, to, to get your uh, comedic voice which I've long admired, Dave, uh, uh, telling oh, these you. kinds of stories uh, about a sport that, uh, and I mean, it's fascinating the places you go to. It's not, it's not just Canada. It's what does it say here? Poland, Kenya, New York, even New York. I mean, even New York, where even, I live, <laughs> Finland, <laughs> Finland, Finland, <laughs> Peterborough, I mean, Peterborough, Ontario, for crying out Peterborough, loud. Peterborough, uh, Gatineau, yeah. Quebec, yeah, Campville, Ontario, yeah. Yeah, the, one of my favorite moments, I, I don't know if I described it well enough in the book. Hopefully I did. But, yeah, I was in Finland with my buddy Dan Dratch, the same guy referenced earlier that we went to the air guitar battle. Oh, yeah. And he, some, despite me telling him over and over again, we were going to see two <laughs> games back-to-back <laughs> in Tampere, Finland, where two of the top you know level teams play in the same arena. He didn't understand it. And yeah, I, I said, oh, we have these really good seats. And I said, you know, it's awesome. 
we have even better seats for the next game. And he said, well, I'm telling you, you've read the book. You know this. Yeah. Yeah. I know he, this. Yes. He yeah. said, uh, he said, oh, when's that? I said, right after this one. And just the the way his face <laughs> fell was just so, oh, my gosh. It was like telling a kid Santa wasn't real or something. He these are these are devastated. These were 20-minute 20, 20 periods, right? Yeah. So it's like a hockey game for those who've never seen hockey or played hockey uh, at a professional level. Uh, that's about three hours. Each it's, each period of hockey is about an hour. Even it says twenty. This is my wife always, who's a sports fan. She's like, "What the hell? What what are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm watching the last. I'm still watching the last five minutes of this basketball game." She yeah. said, "You said that like five hours ago." I'm like, "There's some. It, there were shenanigans. Monkey yeah, business shenanigans. occurred." Yeah. Shenanigans can drag a game out. That's why. Yeah. That's why I'm thinking of getting into Premier League soccer because, um, which my wife loves. Loves it's soccer. just you're in and out. It's over. It's over fast. Yeah, <laughs> which I can get behind. I mean, I love my favorite director. Not to be pretentious about film, but Aki Kurismaki. Ah, yes, from Finland. Finland. Yeah, I love his movies and. Uh, one among the many reasons I love his movies is that they're like seventy minutes long, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. Because I'm just like I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it's respectful for the audience to to do a, a consumable film. That's yeah. That's time polite, I guess, yes. is a way of putting it. It's I like that. Considerate of other people's time. I've got yeah. your attention. Seventy minutes is good. Now, yeah. and that, all of this comes through in this book, uh, and I, I I can't recommend it enough, Dave. So, congrats again on Thank this book. Thank you so much. No, it's my pleasure. Uh, you, you cited some of your uh, internet handles and whatnot. What's sort of next for you? Uh, are you working on a new project of any kind? Book, comedy, special, these sorts of things? Yeah, I'm I'm going to be touring a lot in May. I'll be in Dublin in the UK opening for Tenacious D. Yeah. Which will be very exciting. But before that, in February, I'm going to be touring with uh, Michael Shannon, uh, actor and musician. Musician in this case. He and my friend Jason Arduzzi, who plays with Bob Mould and Super Chunk and Sunny Day Real Estate, and he has a great band, Split Single. Mm-hmm. They're doing a tour where they're playing the first R.E.M.L. Murmur in its entirety. And I'm going to open that tour doing my comedy slash uh guitar slash bmx jumps uh <laughs> brand of comedy and uh and so yeah and then i'm getting started on other stuff i'm yeah some acting things coming up and i'm doing a comic book which i'm excited about that oh. i can't really talk about i don't think yet but well you kind you of you kind of just did that sounds exciting thank you i did yeah, yeah that's sort of my next writing thing i think oh cool yeah. All right, so we'll follow you on all your stuff. Uh, Dave, um, uh, typically on the show I have musicians or comedians who have uh, albums or specials, and, and I say, hey, if we can go out on something from your, uh, in most cases it's a new album, so I'm not caught flat-footed. I know what they're talking about. But sometimes mm-hmm. they'll say, uh, yeah, yeah, my last special was out uh, three years ago. Why don't you play uh, Cop Eats a Donut? And I say, okay, we'll play that from three years ago. I'll track that down. Is there anything in your background, uh, an album, a special, something like that? Uh, yeah. You can think of something that we can go out on right now? Well, yeah. My my most recent comedy special, 
The Pride of Cleveland, which people can watch on YouTube. You could go out on the Guitar Center bit. The kids love it. It's a great bit. I, uh, My wife and I thank watched you. that special just the other night. And, oh, thank uh, you. She quite enjoyed it. And uh, she is my litmus oh, test you. for whether or not. Sometimes I have a thing with my wife where if I'm watching something and I'm unsure about it and she reacts, I look over. I'm like, okay, we're on this the right okay. track with this one. And she was guffawing and chuckling uh, uh, incessantly, if I might say. She really enjoyed oh, it. Oh, that's... That's yeah. very nice to hear. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Tell her I said thank you. I will for sure, Dave. And and sometimes, every once in a blue moon, she actually listens to the show, so she'll hear you. It's nice. Oh, excellent. Yeah, good, yeah. good to hear. So, excellent. So from the uh, Pride of Cleveland by uh, Dave Hill, this is what we're calling the Guitar Center Bit. And yes. uh, enjoy it. Well, en- enjoy it and find it on YouTube so you can watch it for yourself. Dave Hill, an honor and a pleasure to have you on this show. It's, it's, uh, I hope you enjoy this on, on some level. I know you do a lot of podcasts. I, a lot of them. And I hope, I hope this stuck out in some way. And, uh, that's just for my own edification. Oh, 1000%. <laughs> I've been very much enjoying myself. You have a cool jersey on. You've got some, uh, I see a hot snakes, uh, show flyer. Oh, yeah. Shellac. Yep. Sonic Youth. I can't see There's the other one. Conan O'Brien. Oh, and Fife Dog. Conan, yeah. Oh, wow. There's Conan. And Fife Dog yeah. from uh, Tribe Called Quest. Yep. That's a... The late yeah. Fife Dog. Yeah, he passed away. Some artwork late by Rick Fife Froberg uh, from Hot Snakes and Drive Like Jehu, who also oh, unfortunately nice. passed away this year. He's a friend of yeah. mine. And then uh, David Berman's uh, as a, a thing there. Anyway, yeah. Th- I don't know why. Now oh I'm just gosh. giving you a tour of my house. Here's, here's some of my records. And uh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Dave, uh, you have a lovely background as well. Thank you for this. And I hope we speak again soon. Best of luck with everything in the future. Yeah, I hope so. Thanks so much for having me. I've been hanging out at a guitar center a lot lately. <laughs> I like to just go there and rip some fucking solos, you know? I'll like walk in there. I'll be some like 15-year-old kid playing the guitar, playing like Ed Sheeran or some bullshit. I'm like, give me that fucking thing. And then, I, and then I'm like, you sit down. And then I just start ripping some solos. And then he's like, I want to get out of here, mister. I'm like, you sit the fuck down. <laughs> and then I just keep ripping some solos. And he's like, you're scaring me, mister. I'm like, you damn right, I'm scaring you. And then I just keep ripping some solos. And then he starts crying. Then his mom comes in. And she's all pissed off. But she's also, like, kind of turned on because of all the sweet solos I've been ripping. <laughs> And I like Guitar Center because it's the only store I can think of that can get away with vaguely threatening radio ads. Like they have like the guy with like the low, boomy voice and he's like, Guitar Center, come on down. You find it anywhere else for less and we'll kick your fucking ass, you piece of shit. It's like, well, hold up a second, Guitar Center. I'll pay full price. I don't want any conflict. I was just thinking of getting some strings. I don't know. Um... Well, they'll make these offers that seem like too good to be true. They're like, Guitar Center, this Memorial Day weekend, come on down and spend over 500 bucks and we'll let you take Chris from the keyboard department in the back and do whatever the fuck you want with him. It's like, hold up a second, Guitar Center. I was just thinking again the ukulele for my niece. I don't, she's shown an interest in music. I, I don't know. Guitar Center. This Thanksgiving, buy any guitar and amp combo and we'll let you take down the floor manager out by the dumpsters and humiliate him in front of his whole fucking family. It's like, hold, hold up a second, Guitar Center. I went to high school with Don. He's a good man. I don't want any part of this. 
guitar center. You remember that kid, Danny, that went missing the summer after junior year? He's been in our basement this whole time. Come on down and put cigarettes out on his face. It's like, whoa, hold up. There's not even anything in that for you, Guitar Center. I'm losing interest in music real fast. It's a weird store is my point. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, that was really lovely. I, I really enjoyed speaking with Dave Hill. I've, as you heard, I'm a longtime admirer of his from afar, and, and now he knows me, so there's that. I don't know if it's a mutual admiration situation yet but we've been exchanging some messages he seems very nice it was lovely to have him on this uh, episode which happens to have been or still is as i'm speaking to you the 825th episode of creative control which is part of the entertainment one podcast network and is available wherever you get your podcasts if you can't find an episode you're looking for or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my monthly newsletter please visit vishkana.com you can like or follow me and the show on various social media platforms. Uh, you can certainly like uh, the show page on Facebook and follow that. You can follow me on Twitter at Vish Creative, or you can follow me on Instagram and uh, and Twitter at Vishkana. You can also find me on Blue Sky and Threads. I have a dormant TikTok channel. There's a YouTube channel for the show. All sorts of things. So just look them up. There's a link tree in the show description. So click on that if you want to figure all these things out. Also, please visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. As I alluded to at the beginning of this episode, plans are afoot for a membership uh, and sort of pledge drive type thing for this podcast. And uh, the goal will be to get this show up to a $3,000 American dollars a month situation. Ambitious? Perhaps. I will explain this further in an upcoming standalone episode. But that's the goal. And to incentivize uh, particularly those who want to get in at that $10 American a month uh, level, there will be some prize packs and draws from some fine labels who put some packages together for me uh, as a show of support, which I appreciate. I don't want to say too much more. I'll speak on this, but yes. Thank you if you support the show on Patreon. I would love to get the uh, support up to a point where I can just concentrate on the show and not juggle a billion things as I try to support my family and myself in this thing called life. So anyway, more news to come 
Uh, if you can, please support the show on Patreon. Thank you so much. Also, want to thank uh, the Alberta Record Store, Blackbird Music, which you can learn more about at blackbird.ca. You can order records and figure out where they're at in Edmonton and Calgary. Also, want to thank Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee, respectively, in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario, for their in-kind support for this show. Thanks, as always, to my dear friend Jim Guthrie. You can learn more about Jim at jimguthrie.org. And finally, thank you for listening to this episode with Dave Hill. I hope you'll pick up a copy of his new book, The Awesome Game. It's great. And thank you for subscribing to this podcast or following it and telling your friends about it, too. It means the world. I will talk to you very soon. Bye for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.